2: Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Straight White Whale. It's been a week, I missed you motherfuckers. Before we get into it, I just want to say the podcast is sponsored by Merchant City Medical. They're a hair transplant place, that's where I got my hair done. I think it's looking pretty good today. I don't have any gel on it or anything, so it's a wee bit of a bed hair, but if you're like me, if you're a young guy and you're self-conscious about losing your hair or going bald, you can get in touch with Merchant City Medical and they do hair transplants, liposuction, they can fix your teeth. If you're a girl, you can get your lips done or Botox. And they're a very good company based in Glasgow. They're matching the prices of Turkey hair transplants. So you don't need to fly over to Turkey anymore. You can get it done in Glasgow for the exact same price. And I would imagine if you did go to Turkey and something went wrong, um, you wouldn't need to fly back. Like how much happy in else would that be? You just keep everything in Glasgow. It's cheap as chips, you can pay a deposit pay it up monthly, and what date's it today? This is the 26th of January. My last payment of my hair transplant came off today. (laughs) So, I paid a £500 deposit, and then over the space, uh, I I don't even know how many months, I paid, like, £200 a month or something, and my last payment's today, so... Honestly Troops, if it's getting you down, if it's making you depressed, get in touch with Paul, you can Google it, it'll come up in the screen and it, I mean it might not be the best thing that you'll do in your life, your life might still be shite, but you'll have an amazing hairdo, eh? That's it. How's that for an advert? Brilliant mate. So there we go, let's get started and let's get in about the podcast. Paul, how are you?
3: I'm good mate, I'm good.
2: Paul's here, we've also got a friend sitting in today, Kieran Burns. Hello. Hi Kieran. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Thanks. Kieran is the host of the All About Ability podcast. Um, If you would like to see me on that, I was on it last week, so get Kieran on uh, Twitter. What's your Twitter handle again, mate?
1: It's, well, if you just type in All About Ability, you'll find it, but just put in Kieran Burns and you'll find me as well.
2: Yes, so give Kieran a follow keep paula follow i know where you met Nah, uh, fuck forgot rebel city hi <laughs> mate hi a couple of boys the boys man the boys are in <laughs> the boys are in the day the boysies <laughs> right so how was your week well, tell me your story i had a boo on monday it.
3: i went for uh i went for food right so this year usually i would have a costa in the morning, and I've kind of like, now nah, I'm going to give that up. It's too much money. It's like fucking two hundred quid a month in coffee. It's fucking ridiculous. So, I've bought, I've got like a Dolce Gusta pod machine, which isn't quite as high caffeine as like going and getting a fucking super strength Costa coffee, right? Mm-hmm. So Monday, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get a Costa. It's like the twentieth or whatever it was, the twenty second. I've done really well. I'm going to treat myself to a Costa. So I went and had my Costa, then me and the missus went down to the south side, had a bit of food, got some black pudding, some poached eggs, that was great. Walking back to the train station on the south side, and I jumped down the bottom two steps and I literally shot. Oh, <laughs> like Oh my goodness. <laughs> like literally shot myself. I'm like a 40-year-old man <laughs> <laughs> that shot himself in the fucking south side of Glasgow on Monday. And I had to like just stand still for a bit i was like oh no man it's running down the back of my leg it wasn't thankfully like it was like but my mind was like going through all these mad crazy fucking scenarios but basically what happened was is that like a a a squidge of like watery <laughs> shit was like in between my arse cheeks for like the south side of glasgow Go on the train fucking toilets out of order like oh my fucking god got all the way to Central, I must have like duck walked (laughs) (laughs) Central (laughs) Station, got to the toilets
2: and had to bin my boxers and everything, man, it was fucking tragic. That was uh, quite ironic, that's like um, something from The Secret, because I was talking about shitting my pants. You know, I thought that. Two days before you shat it. I thought that. And in and a manifestation yeah you were like giggling and stuff in the background <laughs> i knew that you were laughing so maybe it was a bit of karma Mate, it's fucking crazy <laughs>
3: and then i was like to myself has this ever happened before and i'm like aye man every time i drink buckfast i like need to like clench mm-hmm. like I just, the next day, if I've got a fart brewing, I need to clench if I'm going to fart. But this was like, it wasn't even like a, I let a fart out and, you know, folied through or whatever. I literally, like, did a pure wee jump in the last two steps. And as I hit, it went, so, <laughs> and I looked at my bird, and she was like, you yeah, had the look of shock in her face. Huh? I was just like, oh, I've shot myself. Was like, that wee guy, see that wee guy, the yeah. like, pure mummy. I, I think I've shot my pants. I was literally like that to my <laughs> missus. Did she know straight away? did she go what happened no well I, she was like pure what's up with you and i was like i think i've shot myself <laughs> <laughs> was it good boxers as well calvin Klein's mate oh mate that's a gutter i know mate straight in the bin but man there was just it wasn't even that bad mm. it wasn't like a falling shite it mm. was like a splatter like i said like a but the boxers were going in the bin man like
2: so was it the coffee the eggs or it the was black
3: pudding? it was the coffee mate it was the caffeine like i said Got another story where I was walking to my ma's after a night on Buckfast, and it's like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, and I had to pretend that somebody rang me on my phone, like somebody phoned me. I had to stop still in the middle of a busy street and just take my phone out and go, hello, and what look about, because I had to just stand still, because if I kept walking,
2: I was going to do what I did. That on is mental. So it's caffeine, mate. It's weird that you should bring that up, because I've got that down as one of my notes. Started drinking coffee again uh, yesterday um what was I doing yesterday? I had something on. Was I doing a podcast for somebody? I was doing what day David's, was it yesterday? Was it
3: David's? No, Tuesday.
2: Was that? Uh I can't remember what I was doing during the day, right? I was doing some work related stuff. Mm. And I had two coffees uh, just in a rush. And I've been cutting down in the caffeine, right? Um I've been treating myself to the cold brew stuff, like maybe one or two, like those uh they called Cafe lattes for Tesco like two uh-huh. a week, but I've not been drinking black coffee every day. No. And I had uh, two coffees yesterday, and I swear to God, man, it was like cocaine fucking paranoia just gripping my chest. And I'm thinking, why how the fuck am I doing this? Like coffee's kind of shite, Aye, but mate. I can't stop drinking it.
3: Aye, for sure, mate. I, I know people that have took panic attacks after Aye. like a caffeine cleanse. And then they go straight back to Starbucks and get their favorite coffee. And it's like, you don't have a tolerance for that. Like, yeah. your body literally starts shaking. You get like, you can overdose on caffeine, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: and people don't realize, see tea, teas get caffeine in it and they drink it late at night and it can fuck your, your sleep your pattern, pattern up. So I've been taking magnesium and zinc and I've added some 5-HTP to it. And I've started taking it before bed. Mm -hmm. And see, last night, I had the weirdest fucking dream of my life, man. (laughs) See, my cousin, right? my cousin lives on my street. And the dream that I had was he had a a mini Mercedes car, like it was a toy for a child. Mm -hmm. But I could sit in it and drive it. And it was snowing. And I went round to his house and I grabbed it and I tried to drive it through the snow. (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't moving and i was like right fuck that i can't be bothered all of a sudden this guy appeared by my side with a chipping pin machine and he's like right that's 70 quid and i was like who the fuck are you and he's like yeah you tried to drive the car so it's 70 quid and i was like i don't know who you are mate <laughs> and you ever get that way in a dream when somebody tries to fight you or something and it never really works out or you freeze or you get scared uh-huh. this was the first time in a dream I was like ah, absolutely not you cunt <laughs> I'm not fucking giving you fucking 70 quid and then my cousin came at of his house and I was like ah, who's this cunt I don't even think he was Scottish he was like Russian or something and I was like ah, who's a fucking gangster or something <laughs> so that's what 5HTP does before your bed and I woke up at 8 o'clock and all just like totally what a sleep but uh crazy, you ever get jealous things. of like
3: kids like see that the wee mercedes motors like the the best that i got when i was away win was like a fucking basic like fuck all at that anyway there was not I, I, like, okay family members <laughs> but no do you ever look at wayne's a day and think ps5 fucking, like literally like petrol powered fucking toy cars that they could (laughs) go and drive about their back garden like i'm like what the fuck man i was wearing
2: my brother's jumper
3: when i was a wee guy right i got a pass me down racer bike that when i came off
2: the saddle whacked me in the boz (laughs) because it was too big for me (laughs) Uh, i feel like i need to get this out the way as well um it was burns day yesterday oh we're beefing (sighs) Well, it was Burns Day yesterday and I tweeted um, does any, something along the lines of, uh, does anybody think Burns Day is overrated? Haggis is a bit shite. Obviously, that's not true. Haggis is amazing, but I wanted to tweet it to annoy cunts. Uh, um, Rabby Burns is a cunt. Whiskey shite. Haggis is alright But I never tweeted Haggis is alright Everybody was like Ah You call yourself a Scotsman Fuck off (laughs) He was a fucking Hurmester alright He was a unionist as well mate Uh, He was a dirty Pig bastard And he's (laughs) Burning in hell The pits of hell Is he no Was he no dodgy i don't know i
3: don't know mate
2: as in if he was alive he would get me too oh
3: pretty sure man i think aye. every
2: was back then but we don't know, somebody also sent me a link and i don't know if it's true right but supposedly he was racist
3: well the, the, of course again, he was mate aye again they all like they all right he was alive when we were colonizing like africa like somebody had said something about that he almost moved to
2: jamaica that's what it was. He, he, he volunteered to be a slave driver or something. Aye, in Jamaica, something like that. Aye, it never, it never turned out for aye. him. So go. fuck him. He can suck my cock. Robbie Bonds is bonding in hell. Hey. haggis for the chippies all right (laughs) but i fuck burns night but
3: give me a deep fried haggis mate i'm obsessed with haggis i love it like i fucking love haggis that was that was going to be the beef so the beef's done you're like haggis is all all right i get it i mean i'm with you mate like the the whole sort of like idolization of like robert burns and i'm like i don't care like yeah i don't give a fuck man i can barely understand what he's fucking trying to say yeah like, it
2: turned out um he was no i'm gonna say that <laughs> what were you gotta say go? he's autistic <laughs> was
3: terrible he did hd
2: yeah he was just a fucking idiot that couldn't speak properly hey come on you can he cut that out he
3: created scots there's been like a big resurgence in the scots language
2: Yeah, I've noticed that. Like, it's, like, there's a lot of female poets and stuff.
3: Yeah, there's one in particular that's, like, huge. Don't even know what her name is. Like, Lassie with Red Hair. Yes. Um, But it seems to be, like, quite popular, doesn't it? Like, there's a load of books, like, um, Graham Armstrong's Young Team, I think, is in kind of Scots, you know. Um, And I think that the majority of people kind of see this as a real positive change in literature, that we get to hear our own language being sort of speaking which i kind of agree with but um it seems very hip and it also seems very like iron Brown tartan which i'm no into like yeah, scottish wise yeah. like it kind of makes me cringe a wee bit this whole you know like influencers on uh twitter and instagram being like oh iron brew have sent me this amazing fuck off like we all yeah. know what iron brew tastes like and you're not
2: promoting anything you know what i mean but i tweeted something very similar yesterday um it was about james mcavoy right I tweeted, I fucking love James McAvoy. He's one of the best actors out, but on top of that, I think he's likeable. He seems like a good person. Um, He's no full of shite, and he's in this uh, new film on Amazon Prime called My Boy, or My Son, My Son. And it's good. Um, At first, when you watch it, you think oh, that's a wee bit bare. Like, bare to the bones, as in script-wise. Right. But I read that it's improvised, and see when you, when if you watch it and you realise that it's improvised, it's a game changer because you're like, right, he's a shit hot actor. It's a good story. Anyway, I tweeted along the lines of, he's a Hollywood superstar, but he's no one of these Scottish cunts that put on these stupid accents. It's like Scottish people being Scottish. What you said about the Iron Brew. Uh huh. It's like, oh, I can't wait to get back home to my mum. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> Drew McIntyre <laughs> like yeah.
3: that. Or, or Gerald Butler. Aye. Uh-huh. You know,
2: as a Paisley boy when I was growing up, you're
3: like, yeah. Aye. Sounds like a Scotty <laughs> advert or something that's been shot in America. Pure. It's, you know, it reminds me, do you ever remember the Tune the Fat sketch where the two guys came back because their dads died but they've immigrated to Canada and they look <laughs> like pure? The water was pushing all air the flare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my uncle was like, that, mate, like my uncle moved to Canada in the 60s and he came back in the 90s. And I just remember this Hulk Hogan looking cunt stoning in my fucking hall. I think I was coming back from like football training. I was like seven or eight, just thinking, who the fuck's this cunt? He literally had the handlebar moustache. He had the, the the long bald and it was like gray. So, and he was like nearly seven foot tall. Yeah. So he was, he looked like Hulk Hogan, literally. <laughs> he was built out of a tank as well. <laughs> but he was like, the first day that he came back, he came back from my granny's funeral. Right. And I always remember he was on the phone. One of the fucking turnwheel phones. And I remember when the house phone was in the hall. With a, you know what I mean? Had the table with the phone on it. Yeah. You know, it was like a sort of centerpiece for aye, the household. Aye, aye. He was sitting at that, speaking to somebody in Canada. And it was pure Canadian as fuck. See, by the time he went home, like five days later, he was pure, Alright mate! It like, only took like three or four days for him to be like right back. And <laughs> he had been, he had been living in Canada for nearly 40 years. That's mental. And it just went straight back to this pure. Hey brother! He started out like that, pure. Hey, Paul! And I'm like, who the fuck's this cunt? My dad's like, that's your Uncle Thomas, you've never met him. Like, all right, okay. And then by the end of
2: the week he was pure, oh, you wee prick! That's mad. (laughs) I've got uncles and aunties and stuff that were all born in Easterhouse and they all stay in, like, Oxford now. Right. And you would think that they were posh English. Like, you are for Easterhouse, you cunt!
3: Forgot your ain' arse before you got your new one, as my dad would say. That was his criticism of Billy Conley.
2: I didn't mean to slag Drew McIntyre there, he's actually brand new you don't I've want to
3: punch fuck at you
2: no I could punch fuck at him um, I could do him <laughs> Cl-
3: clip that <laughs> I could do Drew McIntyre do no, no, they, they, your impression of him go do um, they, your merchant city medical
2: I don't uh, to <laughs> you guys want a hair transplant no I can't <laughs> <laughs> I heard Bobby from Scott Squad was talking shit about me no he's, he's brand new he is brand new he's one of the nicest guys I've ever bumped into actually
1: have you ever met him Kim? no actually, no I didn't actually I met him when I went to WrestleMania. aye and then we, did, we went to the Access thing and he was speaking All-American it was quite awkward because he, he was quite low on the card at that point point. now he's the champion and all that so yeah but no I never met him like properly that was more of a fan thing yeah, so basically, I'm a big fanboy of him. So. Do you
2: know he was supposed to have a wee part in Scott Squad, as what? he was supposed to do a scene with me, uh, running into the station when uh, there was a personal trainer in the station flirting with Officer Karen, and I run in and get jealous. So he was supposed to play that part, but it was as he was making a comeback, and I think he was just the schedule was crazy so making his comeback to like the wwe he was in the wwe Aye. but it's when as he was skyrocketing Aye. so i think he's he just couldn't he never had time Scott squad no got enough clout for big drew the bastard i don't even think it was
3: that nah, i think no it's way. their schedule oh. is just so crazy Aye. Like I can't even imagine what the schedule's like because they need to maintain their physique Aye. which is like a full-time fucking job in itself Aye. as much as you know they're, they're all pretty much juicing
2: okay it's like how many days is in a year Three hundred and sixty five. Right, so it's three hundred and sixty five and they do something like two hundred shows or something a Aye, year. Fuck it's up. fucking mental. Aye. Sometimes it's two shows a day. Ah, that's brutal. I'd still smash them, but
1: there's a big push to try and get that sorted out by somebody in America who was running for, for he's running for president and he's talking about trying to get basically man and all that done for not like giving them days off and shit like that. Yeah. So because like, 'cause I've heard
2: they make some work on Christmas
1: Day and stuff. It's crazy, mate. Like even if you look at Drew McIntyre's body before, like, his first run in WWE to now. Yeah. It's totally, he's totally transformed himself.
3: Can we, can we talk about Vince McMahon for a second? Like, yeah. first of all, guy's are cunt, right? <laughs> Huge, massive fucking walloper to a guy. But what's happened to him? Like, I remember a guy with, like, a sort of quiff, looked like somebody's da, like that was what i remember of vince mcmahon he kind of like would bring himself into the ring and he would be like the butt of the joke he'd get a bit of a doing and then you see him now and he's like fucking jacked and he's i mean what's that 40 where he's got the chains you seen that 40 yeah. see
2: that one's quite old he's yeah. fucked now he's really oh, old he's, he's, an, he's, an, he's an old guy he's, he's
1: near the end sure. oh really how old is he he's like i don't he's more than 102 is alive. she still alive he's still, yeah. still alive he's yeah. still alive eh? so he could live to fucking he must know? be
2: close to 80 right? Oh, he needs to be surely
3: if he's no right. 80 so he's no big and jacked anymore. so all the steroids that he took 10 years ago are coming back to bite him in the arse now are they like
1: I mean he's probably still like alright fitness but he's definitely not for, for an
2: old man he looks good Aye. Are you just visibly? His Aye, face looks old for an eight-year-old.
1: He's like he's still well-built. Aye, fucking hell, he's, man! He's back on TV. He's back on the show, Raw and all that. Yeah, damn shit. But they are, they, they do it pre-recorded now because he can't quite do it live as much. Yeah. So he's losing a step or two. But I'm not going to slag him off too much because I'm just started trying to be a wrestler. So yeah, you, you, but, get, you get your own Get his
3: attention by calling him a cunt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> blackboard like that. We're never gonna say this guy once because of the shit he said. But...
2: Drew, you need to start talking like this, Kieran. Thank you very I... much, WrestleMania, for having me tonight. <laughs> Just a boy from airdrie <laughs> How are we all doing tonight, Haggis? What? Imagine doing that in a Glasgow audience. though. <laughs> Haggis and Iron Brew, everyone.
1: <laughs> Complete silence. He does it in Florida, but hey. <laughs> 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 mean, I can barely speak my own language, and i mind mean, try to speak like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfgang wants me to send them in a promo, and I've done three or four attempts, and I just sound like I've, I turn into this man, American guy, like Hulk Hogan or something. I need to figure out how to do it more naturally, man.
2: My name's Kieran Burns, <laughs> and I'm going to bring you hell, man. I'm all about ability, <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are the cripples. Kieran, it would seem that the, the
3: key if you watch the nineties wrestlers was like a fuck ton of coke. That's the key to cutting a good promo. Oh, yeah. Like the, the macho man, like that guy was Is there no oh, promo yeah. is there no yeah. promo where he pulled out a fucking dove like did a magic trick or something like in front yeah. of the fucking camera? He was
2: amazing. The yeah. pure I, legendary promos of the nineties. I was watching promos the other night of ravishing Rick Ruth, Oh yes, man. And uh I was never I think I missed him when I was young. I was more Heart Foundation and British Bulldog. So I missed right. Rick Rude. Aye. But I was watching his promos last night, man. And it was so funny. Like, see him and his manager. His manager's like acting all the fat slob. Shut up as he's going to talk to your women and stuff. So Bobby the Brain Heenan Aye. His manager? What a combo. Aye. Like, oh, perfect combo. Man. And by the way, what a fucking tank he was. Like um i don't know if it was steroids or whatever 100 but... was <laughs> i mean
3: but he he was a specimen see, yeah. like it's not just see where a guy like that you're looking and you're thinking why why is his why am i like so thing we don't like his physique and it's because of the that's genetics like everything was pure well balanced his chest was his shoulders his abs are like he's aye, that's when genetics come into play if you look oh. at somebody like um Bret Hart, for instance, you're like, he's genetically not as built for this as what that guy is, because he would have been on the roids, he would have been in the gym. So he's at sort of his peak yeah. fitness. But that guy, Rick Rude, he could have been a bodybuilder or something, man. Aye. Like, and you can get why he was like the sex symbol, but I love in the eighties, like, I I'm obviously older than you. Like I get into wrestling. I remember the Rick Rude. I remember Rick Rude and Jake the Snake, they had a feud and it was yeah. great. But there was one with Macho Man where basically the story was is that he was trying to pump Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> and that was the whole story. Like, can you imagine them being like, right, we're going to make this story where this guy who's gorgeous and a pure physical specimen, he's going to try and pump your wife. Aye. And I'm going, I let's do that, man, let's do that. I'd be like, wait a minute. No, Aye. fuck off. Especially nowadays. It probably like, happened. Pure Me too. I probably did pump her.
2: They all pumped each other. <laughs> a WWF fuckfest. You ever seen the China porno? Um, I have, Aye. actually. Aye. It's quite sad, man.
1: <laughs> That's one of the best wanks I've ever heard.
2: This is my podcast, you're Sorry, going to it. get me cancelled. How wanking to a porno?
1: I'm, I'm really out. glad to be here for the wrestling talk. <laughs> 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 um,
3: uh, right, okay. But bit of naked wrestling for China. She's dead, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she Unfortunately. is. Yeah. And Did that, she not? I'm pretty sure that I've seen something on YouTube that said that the whole Triple H, Stephanie McMahon storyline of the affair was, like, real.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I because it wasn't supposed to be, and it ended up being that she... He was smart, though, because it was the reason why he ended up getting so much push was because he was married to the fucking boss's daughter. But a lot of these guys you just mentioned, they're either getting there because of how they were treated. Yeah.
3: Aye. Treat, or treated himself aye. or goes aye. back
1: to being goes back to the fact that Business Man is a dick. Because there's no there was no any healthcare around like that. Sorry, I've I've looked into this shit too much. No, that's good
3: man, that's good. You're the you're the fact totem.
2: Aye, I yeah. agree agree with you. Have you been watching the new afterlife with Ricky Gervais? I can't do it. How?
1: I watched the first two seasons, right? And they were great, but don't know man it just pure makes me feel heavy fat like, like at the end of that season two i was like oh fuck fake man this is brutal what too sad or i like it just it was i just like i get that it's a great show and i'm sure season two is great but it's just too deep for me man so yeah i just kind of passed on it for the new i've i've
2: not finished the third season but i did fi- have you watched the Paul? no i don't right. I, I watched like the first two episodes of season one i was like this isn't for me man yeah I did watch it, right, and there's a running theme of him sitting watching old recordings of having fun with his wife. And I thought by the third season, I was like, see if my wife had a camera in my face that much, I'd be fucking... I'd tell her to fuck off. (laughs) Like, there's literally every single moment you can think of has been caught on camera, and it makes it very easy for the story to be told. Uh So I feel
3: like that might be like, I mean... Uh, that, that doesn't help anybody like you know mm-hmm. we we all know of an ex-professional football player and we'll no mention any names but he regularly has like in the past when i did follow him had moments of like i'm not feeling great that if you go back on his socials and look at a precursor he'd be sitting watching his old football career on youtube and it's like no they don't feel good mate like you're sitting fucking reminiscing See yeah. if you've got like it, like say for instance you're John Hartson, right, and you look back fondly and you're like, I had a great career and, mm. and I enjoy looking back at some of my goals and, like, reliving some of that. Nothing wrong with that, but see if you're sitting, like, weeping yeah. at, like, something like that. Like, if if you've got uh, a wedding video and your missus leaves you and you sit crying watching your... Destroy that fucking video. Yeah. But... I think Ricky Gervais is trying to make a bit of a point of social media with the amount of media that him and his wife, I don't know what, but did she die in it? it She died of cancer. Is it cancer? I I, I thought I remembered that. Like, the amount of media that we have. See, when you lose somebody or you break up with somebody, it's so fucking hard to go over it now Uh because you've just got a whole bank of, like, fucking videos and pictures and, and you run the risk of, like, fucking just sitting there reminiscing and oh and it doesn't do anybody any good man no. like I, I would see the whole have you ever seen forgetting sarah marshall yes the bit where his step brother comes in and permanently deletes all the photos off the mac yeah that's what i would advise somebody demon like just move forward like look forward don't sit and fucking, uh, look back and drive yourself fucking crazy like greeting at videos do you know what I, I mean? i
2: agree with that there's a process that you can do as well because Everybody in their life has uh, experienced loss to some extent. Mm -hmm. You've lost your dad, Kieran. You've lost people. Everybody's lost people. I think grief is a process, isn't it? You go through anger, regret, then it's like what's the process of grief? There's like stages of grief right, there. There's like
3: seven stages um, and it's uh, like you basically, you go you deny, denial's one yeah. acceptance is like the last one but within that there's like anger and and then it moves to like sort of sadness and, and stuff like that but yeah. it's not really, I don't know if it's quite, it's cut and dry that, but like you're saying there, grief is a process and mm. it you know i suppose i'm starting to be like fuck if somebody loses their wife to cancer and i'm sitting stop watching the videos it's like i'm not saying that i'm not yeah. saying that there's there's appropriate time yeah. for you to sit and look back and be like remember them yeah but see while it's like that sort of like powder keg of like sadness you need to distance yourself a wee bit to let yourself go through that period because see, you know mate, i can look back at the photos of my dad and laugh. So you're like yeah. you're saying like you've lost your dad see for the first and I, i'm not exaggerating i see for the first four or five year after i lost him i couldn't i couldn't look at him I remember a photo popping up on facebook my sister put a photo of him up on facebook and it actually shocked me when i seen it yeah. Like, like i wasn't expecting that so you need to kind of like have a bit of a distance let yourself get it through your head what's actually happened but you know go through the stages of grief and then you can go back when you can go back and you can look and go oh, fuck, remember that and really remember it for what it is without adding in your sadness and tap it like i'm not saying to people if you lose somebody fucking delete all the cut up all the photos and stuff no but maybe create a wee bit of distance for a bit to let let yourself get your head it, and then you can go back to it because there comes a point for sure that you look at happy memories with the person that you've lost and feel happiness again instead of just feeling
2: this sort of like Sadness about it, you know what I mean? But what I'm I'm no slagging afterlife because I love Ricky, right? I've seen him live and I think he's a genius. But that's like saying, say that afterlife was like you, right? That's like you and your dad. You've literally got him on camera doing everything like, randomly just sitting on his couch eating his dinner, uh-huh. and you're like that by camcorder, and I feel like people are way, ri- way after life, they're so obsessed with grief that they're no looking at like, mm-hmm. why are you filming that cunt eating his dinner? Like, uh-huh. it, it's just like, so random and odd times, I like
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,
2: There's three, yeah, yeah. there's three seasons there's three seasons it you've literally got her on camera doing everything <laughs> like getting a haircut getting her dinner like having a pretty, shite. like everything yeah. what was that? having a shite <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised man if <laughs> fucking hell he's got bur- all the angles covered you <laughs> burst into the toilet
3: that's like, surprise surprise. it's like almost like they had a professional film crew following them about for their full life it's Aye. like does anybody really did the battery ever run out in that fucking camera Ricky? Pu-
2: Plus there's a, I wouldn't say hilarious, but there's a bit that's just been totally, everybody's never really mentioned it. In the second season, there's a guy who's also dealing with grief and he he turns to drugs and he's homeless and uh, Rick the guy's suicidal and he ODs and Ricky's essentially speaks him, talks the guy into committing suicide. So it's a homeless guy that's a drug addict. Just that
1: was really fucked up at the time. Like.
2: Culls himself, and uh, you're like, "All right, so Ricky, Ricky's character killed a cunt." And- Nobody's fucking said anything about it. Sure. Literally
3: just killed a cunt. I'm pretty sure that's called culpable homicide. Like, <laughs> it's not quite murder, but you know, uh, d- d- did you do that? Like, We're well, um, past the point of grief here, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I think that was a point where I kind of checked out. To to be asked, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Aye. Do you
3: think that this falls into it, and, and I don't know, because I don't watch it. Like, I don't know if we mentioned this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but I definitely spoke about it in socials that we seem to be moving into the era of, like, sort of um, mental health porn. Yeah. Like bad mental health pornography, where people are, like, now almost self-indulging in acts of, like, poor mental health. I think, did we, am I getting deja vu? Did did we just talk about this half night? I think we've danced around it. Right. I think at the time what happened was, is that a guy who um, doesn't listen to this, I don't really give a fuck, who is like an inspirational speaker? Had whapped the camera on an Instagram and sat and cried into the camera on the third anniversary of his brother's suicide. So, first of all, of course you gotta be sad and and but how long did it take you to set up that camera? What what's the purpose of doing what you're doing? I'm normalising men being emotional and it's like, but you're also selling ten grand speaking gigs on that Instagram. Yeah. I feel like that is like porn for it, you know, yeah. like it they're trying to sort of like sell their personal brand which has a product and how they're doing that is like I'm normalizing men being emotional and it's like, are you? Or did yeah. you set up that ring light and that camera and make yourself fucking cry? I don't I don't I don't understand that mindset. Like if I'm having a personal moment, if you're having a personal moment like that that's genuine. Yeah. Do you really think about putting the camera on? Do you really think about putting the guy had a lighting rig set up? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't. And and I suppose I'm. Then I. How do you see that? Am I being a dick? Like, they're like going, fuck's sake,
2: man. Like, well, I, I've not seen that video, but I can, I, I, know what you're saying because someone get called out on it last week. Did you see the woman, the YouTuber? Um, she was in the car with her son and the dog. Either the dog passed the. Get put down the dog get put down at the vet and she had the camera on the dashboard and her son was in the passenger seat she was driving and she was like cry more no no do this no do that Ooh, yeah do that more right and um she made a mistake she obviously didn't edit it and she put it out oh, fuck's sake. and the son was like that the son was essentially like what are you doing uh-huh. like let me cry She's like, no, cry harder, be sadder. And she's and he was like, I'm sad. I'm crying. Please don't film yeah. me. And she was just totally like a robot, like,
0: eh.
2: no, no. This eh. is this is no, where no, no, I no. get
3: I get really kind of fucked off. Um, and even guys that are like, you know, like James English, for instance, who'll be one of the first people to put be there being like, Oh, you need to speak and promoting nice mental health ideas, but then when somebody, you know, like for instance, to give an, an exact example, when somebody went, listen mate, I don't agree with you having Tommy Robinson on your podcast to be sending DMs saying he's got to punch fuck at people and like, who are you, you wee prick? These people don't believe in what they're saying. It's a way for them to perpetuate their own fucking self-interest. But,
2: sorry, who, who's sending DMs?
3: James Talk. English did. Is he? He did. Oh wow. Aye, somebody took screenshots and put it on your Twitter that the guy was basically like, shit <laughs> being like i don't agree with you fucking platform and tommy robinson and he went into the guy's dms and was like shut the fuck up delete your tweet or else something's gonna happen something to that effect yeah could be ryan william saying he's got to punch fuck out yeah. people but he's definitely calling the guy a wee prick and no, all that i remember that for a fact so these guys don't know what good mental health fucking look like no they think that they you know because it's like and then when they get that gets tested when there's a bit of pressure they crumble and it's just that, like, they don't believe in what they're... They don't believe the stink of their own shite. Like, they want you to buy into it because it's a way for them to get views on their YouTube videos. Or, like, yeah. that woman, she's literally using her son's grief about a fucking dog to platform herself. Yeah. Oh, look at us. And it's like the whole... I remember my... <laughs> I remember my mate, like, back in the day, somebody broke into your and stole the Christmas presents, right? And, uh which is terrible, right? But it fucking happened in the scheme. But the Evening Times, the Evening Times article, and I always remember he brought it out when we were like teenagers and we were howling at the 40. And he was like, I was smiling. It was like the, the Evening Times photographer came around and I, he was like five or six. He's like, I was smiling for the camera. And they were like, no, you need to look sad.
2: Fuck's sake.
3: And it's that, it? and ah. It's like a way to sell newspapers. It's just the, the modern equivalent of that. And people are using their own... Poor mental health and grief as a way to perpetuate uh, yeah. themselves, like, and let me say, for just a matter of fact, that that isn't the type of like we had a moment with Kieran, who's in the room uh, on his podcast. That was a genuine fucking moment. We all felt that that yeah. wasn't the same thing. He didn't plan that, he actually was like, I didn't want this to happen, but it's happening, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's a very different thing, but it's trying to differentiate between the disingenuous and the genuines really fucking hard now. Yeah. Because everybody seems to be an actor. Because I've,
2: I've got a couple of people on my social media, on Instagram, and I know a guy that's a, a fucking a two-week therapist and uh, he'll post a picture of a lion and it'll be like a Tom Hardy quote behind it. And I'm like, uh, you're charging 50 quid to help people? Or it's like uh, PK blinders? It's always a quote for P.K. Blinders or Al Pacino or Denzel Washington. Will mm. Smith seems to be popping up as well. And you're like, Will Smith mm. didn't say that. So it's like, um, I've seen a couple of disturbing things as well. Like see these fake mental health guys um, when they post TikToks and they're like miming to shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. If I was a psychiatrist or a doctor, I would be like, he's red flag, man. Like to kind of put up fake crying videos and. Aye, this is it, ain't it? All that yeah. shit. Aye, this is this is what I've got a problem mm-hmm. with. I don't have a
3: problem with men crying. I don't have a problem with men being emotional. But see, when you're like fake crying or like fake cries for help or it just it, it
1: Manipulation.
3: Oh, yeah. It is. It really mm-hmm. is, Hunter. It? It's like yeah. a, it's a type of emotional ma- manipulation. People buy into what you're you're selling. Basically, yeah. you're selling something behind this message of you know i'm here to help when you're no it's like and and it's virginal narcissistic for me yes very very close to the bone of narcissism you know what i mean um and i've i've been in rooms with these fake mental health cunts and heard people say stuff along the lines of like i have helped people I'm like i heard one of them go i've saved lives Mm. you save yourself (laughs) mate. that must
2: be See, see. for me, I get so annoyed with things, right? See, when I find something that annoys me, it does make me obsessed, right? It could be cold water therapy. It could be people that abuse AA. But see, because you're an actual real therapist and you've put so much of your life into that process, and you've went to uni and you've done everything that's needed to be done to be a real professional therapist, mm. and then you get some kind like that. That must be mental. It must be like it's like playing for Barcelona and some for Peters house saying that you're shite, You're like what? Well, Get the well, fuck. The the way
3: that I've came here, I've I struggled with that a lot, mate. Especially during the pandemic and during lockdown, where everybody, and more, decided to pivot, in their career through necessity, in one of the very, seems popular pivot points because it's popular and because it's trendy as. It mental health and the mental health industry and and yeah the way that even the way that pts are trying to capitalize on it and and that it, it really does upset me but this is this is how i can myself down and don't get annoyed with. It. they are given, they're giving me a gift they're demonstrating everything to me that i don't want to be and so instead of getting annoyed just look at it like that the reason that i get annoyed at this type of thing is because i have in my head took the correct path like, I decided to become a mental health professional and I've been working my way through that for nearly eight years. Yeah. And even though I'm certified and qualified, I still am learning every day. I'm st- like twice a week on getting yeah. taught new things. Um, so I know that I'm, that I'm good at what I'm doing and, and that I'm a professional. Yeah. And just because there's people out there that are taking advantage of this sort of epidemic that we're seeing in mental health, that doesn't mean to say that I need to get angry at them, just more, well, what am I doing today to make sure that I'm not them? And that's yeah. how I use it to sort of fuel my f- personal fire yeah. and not get too caught up in, I fucking hate these cunts and they're dangerous and they're going to hurt people. And, yeah. and I should speak out about this, you know what I mean? As much as I, I take it's, every opportunity to speak out about
2: it. Every pro, I mean, mine's is not as intense as yours because it's people's mental and physical health and lives are on the line with, with your industry. But I get like that when people say that they're stand-up comedians. Like, I'll use James English as an example. A couple of years ago, the Sun newspaper, he was walking down the street, right? I don't dislike James English. I don't have any kind of feelings towards him. But he was walking down the street um, one day and he was live streaming a Facebook Live video. And he was just cutting all these old school jokes like rapid one-liners uh, like morcom and wise shit and it was right. just rapid non-stop and it was funny but it was you're like oh that's uh Morecambe and wise that's uh like name an old comedian it was one of their jokes i like fucking peter cook and dudley moore i like so dad jokes i was like christmas cracker jokes right and you know it was funny and people enjoy it stuff but then the son wrote a story saying james english stand-up comedian and it was who else did they call a stand-up comedian see do you ever remember that viral video that went it went viral obviously um somebody's Family member died, and she was standing beside the grave. And she uh, was James
3: English had her on his podcast. She was, uh, so she was
2: like, paw "My paw. boy, lolly, I remember ba-la-ba-ba. it, mate. So it says James English and whatever her name was, both stand-up comedians. And I, I, went like, are they fuck stand-up comedians? I'm
3: sure he's a failed stand-up comedian. Did he not try and be a stand-up comedian and it went badly wrong for him? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I, I read sense. a story somewhere that he did a couple of, he did one or two gigs and it was just like, nah, this isn't for me. Before he did his podcast. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure, or just at the start of these podcasts. Well,
2: I, I don't mean to badmouth him, and I'm sure he wasn't calling himself a stand-up comedian, but Aye. when that shit happens, I'm like, nah, you're not a stand-up comedian. Like, don't disrespect my industry. Like, you need to start off as an open spot and build yourself up. And, you know, you get people like Lemmy, or Paul Black or, you know... They morph into their own beautiful thing, and they're doing their own thing, and they're very successful, and they're very funny, and they're very good at what they do, mm-hmm. but you can't do one fucking gig, or you can't live stream yourself on a video and then say you're a stand-up comedian. It's like playing a game of five sides, and then all of a sudden you I'm want a to professional, play for I'm like, a professional football player. Aye, that's the exact same thing. Aye. It doesn't happen you know, and it's like disrespectful towards the industry as well, because say for instance, right, somebody in your family that doesn't give a fuck about stand-up comedy goes to the stand comedy one night, right, and they don't care about live comedy, they don't give a fuck about Kevin Bridges or Frankie Boyle, they're there for a pint because it's a Christmas night out, they go to the stand or a comedy club and somebody like James English walks up and says that they're a stand-up comedian, he does stand-up comedy, and he's shite, your family member's going to say, That guy was shite. I'm never going back to a live comedy again. Aye. And then they'll never go back to a live c- comedy night. Aye, sort but of then they could go and tell their pals at work the next day, Oh, I was at the stand and there was, was a guy shite. on and he was pish. And then of they'll go, Aye, you know, I'm not going to go. It
3: tarnishes the reputation of overall stand-up comedy in scotland if yes. you allow people to just tell you that they're a stand-up comedian when actually all that they've ever done is like a tiktok or aye. you know what i mean like i there's 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 a lot of, there's a lot of this mate because there, there i've there. known
2: about it myself like the glasgow comedy festival right sadly they were just letting any cunt do fucking shows at one point and i'm no slagging them because i love them like a family but you've got comedians that can't. You should not do a solo show if you cannot do an hour. See, if you can stand on the stage for one hour and make people laugh, get away from doing a solo show, right? So I know comedians that have maybe popular on social media and they're like, fuck, I can sell tickets. I'll sell tickets for 13 quid when they're still an open spot. They'll go and then they'll get fucking four support acts. And then they'll go up and they'll do half an hour and then they've got all their support acts then ten minutes each. And it's essentially, you know, you've got three open spots then ten minutes. And mm-hmm. then you've got the really good open spot closing the fucking show uh-huh. for 13 quid a ticket. I mean, when Bridges started off, he wasn't even charging for 13 quid a ticket
3: anyway. right but that's this is where influencer culture's leading us into is that they can now sell, they can do what they like. Like this comes back to um Jake Paul yes. and the Paul brothers, you know, like basically using their social media presence to you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna filter what I was gonna say, pretend to be a professional fighter, yeah. Like fighting guys that are not boxers
2: in a boxing match and then claiming to be a boxer. It's yeah. like fight a fucking boxer. I cause see when you look at that Woodley fight, I think it, it looks like he took it. It looks like he fucking took a dive, man. No, a dive, it looks like he took the hit. Deliberately. Aye, aye. I think all of this is all
3: wrestling. Bring it back to wrestling, it's all a show.
2: See, if I was Woodley and they said, I'll give you £1 million if you let me knock you out, I'd be like, fucking knock me out right now.
3: The guy was getting paid fucking 250k for a title fight in the UFC and could potentially die, you know? like You're going to fucking fight another killer. And yeah. an octagon so if he's willing to do that would he be willing to throw himself down to the canvas for two and a half million dollars absolutely who fucking wouldn't he do that yes. who wouldn't he take a dive for that and we- it does definitely all like of that but this is where the influencer culture sort of taking is that these people don't need to put and and it's no it's no really anything against them like uh-huh. slagging them it's no slagging them it's just looking at it and going do we really want to begin down this road where People can just build a following in social media. Like, mate, I've seen people being like singer songwriter, and you go on their socials, and there's no music. Yeah, there's like Aye. four thousand followers, and the lassie's hot, and she sings Britney Spears covers into her AirPods. Aye, that's not a singer songwriter. Like, that's the and this all sort of began with reality TV, uh-huh. X Factor, where like a karaoke singer. Aye, that's basically what it is, and and. That's where we are. And you know, unfortunately for fucking ugly white guys like me, do you know? I don't
2: I'm not getting I'm <laughs> <And> not me. <laughs> um what well, fucking hell? I look like a ghost. Is it me or do dad look white as fuck there? <laughs> Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a friend. He's an actor and comedian, very talented boy. He's done panto for many years. He's just wrote a, a book called me, myself and weed. Um, he's just wrote it and it came out a couple of days ago and it seems to have hit the ground running. I've got a copy but I haven't managed to read it but it's his experience about mental health and smoking weed and he's a good guy. I'm not getting paid for this, I'm just giving a friend a shout out. If anybody's into, like, mental health and drugs and recovery and stuff, I do highly recommend it. You're going to see Jerry on podcasts soon. I would get him on as a guest, but I don't get guests. It's just my own thing. Um, so check him out. He's got Twitter, he's got Facebook, and Paul's going to stick up a wee uh, picture of his book on the screen. So Stick
3: a link to the Amazon in the description as well.
2: Thank you very much, mate. So, like I said... I'm not getting paid for that, I'm just helping out a friend, so getting about it. So we'll wrap it up, I've got a couple of things to say, I, I, we'll end on a, a funnier note. Positive note. Yes, I, I noticed this last night when Jackie McNamara followed me on Twitter and I thought that's so random and weird to me as a mad Celtic fan, but basically I've wrote down um, and you can answer this as well Kieran, who is the weirdest or, like, the most surreal or the most famous people that follow you on Twitter? I've got a long list here of strange names, but I'll let um, Paul and Kieran go first.
3: I don't have many celebrities. I think, like, John Hartson. I, like, people that I meet through podcasting mm-hmm. um, are, are sort of, like, celebrities have followed me. Like, um, Chris Sutton follows me. Aye. Weirdly enough He's a good lad I think I said something about four years ago and replied to one of these tweets or something And, and I got a follow But I like Sutton and Hartson It's surreal because I sat as a teenager And watched them at Celtic Park And yeah. I, find, I find it more surreal being in the room with them Like if they come in to do a podcast And somebody like that's actually in the room uh-huh. And you just realise that they're actually just a human being With their own insecurities and their own yeah. flaws That's the surreal bit for me Where you're like, fuck these people should I have got this idea that they're pure super confident and like of course they'll be really self assured and then they come into the room, you're like, Oh fuck, you're just another person. Which yeah. I think is a positive surrealness. It's not like a disappointment. It's more of a like, I think that's really cool that mm. somebody like Barry Ferguson would be nice. One, because I always grew up thinking he was a wee prick. But two, <sighs> that he would be like, Oh, how in a break, how am I doing? And you're like, What, mate? <laughs> you fucking kidding on? But I so um I like Football players that I watched growing up, similar to sort of Jackie Mack and Aye. Simon Donnelly, I'd find that very surreal as well. What about you, Kieran?
1: Uh, no, that's, that's a pretty good answer. I, I feel the same about John Hartson and he follows me, so he's pretty cool. But actually, it's funny, I was about this, you are talking me this now, because last night, Gredo followed me on Instagram, and I was pure marking the fuck out for that shit. <laughs> I was like, trying to get, get attention for the past three years, and I was heavy burdened with that. um, But it's... It is weird when you, when you meet people that you are pure look up to and you realise how, like, they're just a normal person. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you yeah, this idea built in your head that they're going to be some sort of superhuman yeah. person and then you meet them and you're like, oh, they have some issues as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, just a human being. So probably, Greg you know, for me last night in si Cy Ferry, though, Cy si Ferry, uh, he's... he just uh, lost to his podcast all the time, so getting to actual talk to him and meet him was, was very much um, an interesting conversation because he... You think that he's just always pure funny all the time. Yeah. But he's got a very real side to him as well, do you know what I mean? So, like Paul said, it's good to see people, like, the real side of people.
2: Good. Right, well, who's on your list? User or they're compared to right, me.
3: Right, let's hear
1: it. I, try, I was trying to think of something funny there, Mate, but there was no real shit. You it? You're a celebrity.
2: Well, I'll go with the first one, right? I don't know how to pronounce his second name, but his first name is Dev, Devin Sawa H S. A W A, Devin Sawa, uh-huh. and he was the wee guy that was in Casper. He was right. the
3: main. He was the main character in Casper. The wee guy that played Casper at
2: the end of the movie. Yes, oh, right. And he went on, and he was in a film called Idle Hands. Right, I remember Idle. All oh, right. Yeah.
3: Right. So the wee guy that was the main guy in Idle Hands, out of the two, that was in the. The, the the big dude that was in all of the eighties, sort of teenage things. Uh-huh. He was the wee guy who played Casper. Right? And he was, was a great movie,
2: man. An amazing film, by the way. I watched it recently and he was also in the very first um horror film, what's it called? Final Destination. So he was. Right. Aye, aye, aye. aye. So he follows me on Twitter. Um that was the first one. I've got Dave she- Dave Sheridan. Do you know who that is? Not a scooby man. No. This is one I'm like totally buzzing with. Special Officer Doofy for the scary movie film. <laughs> right, okay. By the way, see in real life, he is a sexy bastard. Right. Like proper ripped to shreds. Right. Handsome as fuck. Remember the end of Scary Movie
3: when he sort of comes out of the Doofy character and he sweeps his hair back and that? You're like, right, okay. Aye. It,
2: aye. Sexy that bastard. That's cool, that's cool as fuck. Chris Candy. Who's that? John Candy's son. You can't. No way, man, really? Yep. The legend? He's a comedian and he lives in LA. Right. And he's a good lad. How did you fucking get a foley for him? So, remember when I was talking about Norm MacDonald and I tweeted about Norm MacDonald saying he's very similar to Chris, can- uh, Chris uh, Farley and Aha, John Candy. John Candy. Yep, yep. Chris Candy seen the tweet and he said, that's his awesome. And he followed me. Nice one. Nice one. Um, get
1: him on the podcast, man. Fuck's sake, go listen to that chat. Do
2: you know he said he would come on the podcast? Do it,
1: mate. Yep. Definitely do that. I'd listen to that, man.
2: I'd do a zoom call. Jerry O'Connell. Who's that? He is you want to take a guess, Kieran? A fucking head of the
1: IRA. I know but that but you know I feel like I, I definitely know this name, man, but I'm not gonna guess that I'm, right. No, I'd enough sleep, mate. He's <laughs> the
2: wee fat guy out to stand by me. Is he? Yep.
1: What, what, what is his
2: The wee fat guy, he's also a sexy bastard with a six pack now as well.
1: See, how do people. I feel like I go to the gym all the time and I've not seen any abs for the my whole life. What's happening with that? <laughs> abs gym, are man?
3: made in the kitchen, mate, not in the gym. That's why. Don't give get that don't push,
1: man. Do I, I hear That's that? It's true, though.
3: I want to go to the gym and eat pizza, mate. You need, no. to, be, you need to be skinny to get abs. Uh,
1: the
2: gym uh, is in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Cattan.
1: Um see I feel like we should know
2: these names. No. you will know who it is. He's a very funny American stand-up comedian that used to be on Saturday Night Live. Right. He was on Saturday Night Live when Will Ferrell was on it. And he was also in
1: the film with Will Ferrell, A Night at the Roxbury.
3: Ah, I know who that dude is The Wee Guy. Uh-huh. Um, um, um what else was he on?
1: If I seen his picture, I would definitely know who that is.
3: What else was he on, Chris you that, yes. This
1: is making me realise how much I don't know about things. They're recognising the names and going, uh, you'll, are you'll
2: absolutely know his name. He mm. is fucking hilarious.
3: Aye. Um, fucking. He was in the House in Haunted Hill 99 remake. That's
2: what I remember him for, but he was also an Undercover Brother. Apparently. Yes. Oh, is that in the and remake? Can right? you check if you're on his internet m- movie database? He was in a short horror film, right? Um it was quite recent and it's uh it wasn't on for long. I think it was on for like twenty five minutes or something. One of his most recent credits, I think it was like What's oh, Ever Swatchman? Um He was uh he's done some amazing all time classic Saturday Night Live sketches. Hassle at the Castle? No, it's no. not that. Um Selfie
1: I'll need to double check. How did you spell this guy's name?
3: Um, just as it said, Katan. K-A-T-A-N. I think a double
2: T. He also broke his neck doing a sketch on Saturday Night Live. Did he? During a sketch, he slipped and snapped. How did you
1: his get fucking... that follow? Oh mate, of course I know who that is. I think Aye.
2: he he just followed me because it was a blue tick. <laughs>
3: following me back. Aye, that's that's that seems to be the way.
2: That a mutual follow way. back. Yeah.
3: How did you get your blue tick? How does one... know that I'm, I've got
2: any motivation to do that, but how do you get a blue tick on Twitter? So I... Someone at the BBC did it for me right. years ago. Contacts. She just said, we're going to try and get all the squad, squad people blue blue ticks. And I, I just said aye. Good for their brand. So she done it. And I was like, fair enough. That's
1: alright. I want a blue tick, man. Discrimination. But you're a piece of shit. <laughs> See, this makes me go home and cry at night, you know that? You're <laughs> saying something, dude, did like that, and he's sitting at his phone and fucks it. You know, I love you. Shut up. I know. Uh, <laughs>
2: That sounds like I'm bullying
1: you, damn it. Man. Can... I'm he's going
3: so to try and put his dick in the Right, fuck out. this horror movie. The Passenger. The Passenger. Right. 20
2: minutes is um, she like, like the main character yeah it's like a one man yeah. film driving right. through the desert en route to San Francisco Sebastian has a chance encounter with Helena a mysterious and attractive hitchhiker Ooh. together they embark on a journey to the unknown testing the boundaries of reality along the way have you seen it? so is that
1: a porn movie we
2: um, please don't do that <laughs> <laughs> no I've seen it it was alright nice. I mean he's a proper slapstick comedian and a serious horror film right. so it's fucking weird but uh-huh. it was good so Chris Catan um, I've put down Jackie McNamara he stopped 10 Hail, hail. Uh, Georgia Smith you might know who that is Kieran
1: I, it's funny how you look at me as if I'm gonna know these like, I, know, I know the names but like me, I don't know any, about any sort of I don't keep
2: call yourself a wrestling fan
1: I know. I'm, there's a wrestler. No, 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 British Bulldog's daughter, British Bulldog's daughter. Man, see, David Boy I should know. Yes. He was he, was. he his son actually was in WWE for a bit as well years ago. Yes. And but he was also
3: called Davies- I, was wasn't David Boy Smith. David yes. Junior? Wasn't
1: he?
2: Another family member of the Hart Foundation and that side of the family that has been painfully underused. He, when he was in the WWF, he had the potential to really be Definitely. successful, and they just never used him to his Who? ability. His son. Do oh, really? But also, you could say that with the I British Bulldog.
3: he was a tank, man. He never Aye. really ever... He never got... won the belt either? No, I think he, he... I remember him being European champion. Remember when that was a thing? But I remember when he won that. I don't think he was
2: intercontinental either. He was.
1: Yeah, or was he? Was was it? Essentially, right. he's
2: won everything apart for the championship. The heavyweight title. And it was a fucking crime... To wrestling, the fact that he's never won that own heart never won it either. Party paper as well never won it. That is disgraceful, man. You never won I know it. it's like scripted and stuff, you but should
1: have won he was the main event of wrestling. I won and never
2: won the world title. Man. That's, that's
3: crazy. crazy. Ah, he used to be the heel, didn't he? he was yeah. like the Hulk Hogan's nemesis. I've, I've put
2: this on record that see, when I was young and struggled through childhood, man, davy Boy Smith was my fucking hero. Like, I cry, I remember crying. Uh, it was uh, in the house against Shawn Michaels when he pinned him to win the championship and Gorilla Monsoon came out and changed it and says he never pinned him properly and I just sobbed tears man and uh, they were in the Royal Rumble once as well and the Bulldog uh, chucked Michaels over the rope and his two feet never hit the ground, he pulled himself back over the ropes and chucked Davy Boy over. I remember that. I was fucking heartbroken. That's why he was a heartbreak kid. So the last guy, (laughs) have you seen him now though? He looks like he's been eating fucking poison. Uh,
1: (laughs) He's been in Chernobyl. (laughs) They're doing that own tournament in that AEW. Brilliant. They're going to do a big tribute to him and all that. Good.
2: I'm looking forward to watching that. Last guy, um, Jim Cummings. Not super famous and not a lot of people might know who it is, but... (laughs) He is an amazing director that lives in America and he is doing some serious shit, like self self-fund, self funded films. Right. Uh, that are just, he's kind of skipped getting producers and the go ahead for himself. For these big uh, production companies. He did a film called Fury Road about a, a police officer that loses a family member. And it's the process of him going through a mental breakdown. Aye, and aye, I've
3: seen it. Amazing. Aye, I didn't know that. That was that. I've seen Fury Road, but it's fucking incredible,
2: mate. Aye. absolutely amazing. So it was it was funded by fans essentially, right? Aye, and, through Patreon and aye, aye, aye,
3: donations and stuff like that. And he's, I he's, think that's the way forward, mate.
2: Yeah, he's done it with like three or four different films since then, and I the guy's amazing. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast actually. He was see the new halloween movie Mm -hmm. he had a part in that he had a wee bit part Oh really? and i was like no way man fucking jim uh so i he's a good guy and um i would say follow him on twitter if you're listening because he's got some good shit so that's us that's it i think that's an hour on it? aye mate aye that's plenty of time look we'll wrap it up was that all right aye mate
1: kieran thank you for sitting in today no worries mate i really enjoyed it and thanks for having me it was lovely thank you it was a bit more funny than our last
2: conversation, wasn't it? No, that was a <laughs> lovely conversation. You can check that out on Kieran's uh, podcast, All About Ability. Before I go, I need to give a shout out to Merchant City Medical again. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Getting about it. Like I says, if you're self-conscious about hair loss, phone them. Paul, will sort you out. Um, I want to thank everybody for the shares and the likes and the comments. It means a lot. Uh, when you get in touch, it's very kind and it's appreciated. Uh, Merchant City Medical covered the bills of the studio. So if you would like to give me some money, uh, you can donate a coffee through the coffee app and that will just go towards me living, being alive.
3: <laughs> your baby oil for your, I, your oily links.
2: What? <laughs> 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 so, um... Aye, so if you enjoy the podcast can you rate it and share it and all that kind of stuff because when it keeps doing well, I'll keep doing it and it's it's really that simple so thank you to Paul for the help I feel like this is a fucking Oscars thank you very much <laughs> to Kieran and never forget Robbie Burns was a hoormester Robbie uh, Burns
3: Bobby Burns was a hoormester they're Bobby Burns dab